Hey guys, welcome back to Real Estate Happens. Listen, we got a quick show for you this week. It's only about 15, 20 minutes long, but you're going to want to hear what Carrie Williams has to say about what's happening with our refi market. Some some stuff came out on Wednesday um, that's setting us up for some issues. Uh, so stand by, stick around. Here we go. Hey guys, welcome to the podcast this week. You know, I want to take a few minutes. There's a lot of stuff happening in our market and we have a special guest with us here today to talk about that, but just a quick market update. Um, we're talking about July uh, here in Hampton Roads. Active listings, 5,576 active listings. Now, that's a decrease from last July, year over year, of 38%, which is insane when you think about it because there are 38 less properties for buyers to look at. And then the next stat I want to talk over is pending sales. We have 3,746 pending sales, which is a more pending sales by 25% over last year. So we have less property, more sales. And then our settled uh, sales uh, is up 14%. New construction, this is a one that really kind of got to me. New construction sales up 24.8%. And then a growth in our market. So if you bought a house last year, you can expect that this year that house is worth about 7% more than it was last year. We went from a median sales price last year of 255000 to 275000 um, this year. So pretty crazy kind of what's going on uh, in the market right now. Um, I just wanted to kind of go over that real quick. But there's some other things that are happening. And we have Carrie Williams here with us today from Atlantic Bay. Hey, Carrie. Hey there. How's it going? Pretty good. Uh, you know, there's some things that come out, a lot of discussions been talking about, and we always talk about, especially on this show, I think we, we tend to talk more about the purchase market and purchase money of people buying a house. But I think uh, something that's been missed or had been missed by everybody just by the number is our refi market. And refis, I mean, they've just, everybody is trying to get in and get a refi done. And the reason is because right now you can get 30-year refi money on what typically would be a 15-year note, um, you know, money that you'd get. So, I'll give you an example. I just did a, a 30-year uh, jumbo refi at 2.25%, which is insane. It's unheard of. At least I've never heard of it in my lifetime. But some other things have happened this week, and I'd like for you to just kind of give us some history and then what exactly is going on, and then just talk to us about what, you know, you're hearing that it's going to do within our industry. Yeah. Okay. So last week, uh, nine o'clock at night on, I think it was Wednesday, the FHFA, which is the governing body over Fannie and Freddie. And so Fannie and Freddie are the entities that provide conventional mortgages to the consumers. Well, their governing body um, came out with an announcement that they're going to charge all refis Moving forward, a half a discount point. It's uh, for and and for really no explanation, no real reasoning behind it. So what happens is anything that doesn't close by doesn't get actually d delivered to Fannie and Freddie by the first of September. So pretty much if it's closing now or any time after now, uh, it's going to be charged a half a point. And you know, in, in the grand scheme of things, some people say, "Oh, that's not that big of a deal." Well, it is because lenders didn't have any <laughs> didn't have any preparation for this, so they didn't build it into the price. And so, and that's a 
that's if you think about how many billions of dollars worth of refis are going on right now and how much that's going to impact. Well, to give you an example, what you're saying is from what I hear you right, is that if you've got a $300,000 refi going down, it now is going to cost an out-of-pocket expense of an additional $1,500, a half a point being a half a percent of the loan value of the refi. It's going to cost you an additional $1,500 to do that loan. Is that correct? correct? Okay. Well, yeah. yeah. And you say for one, $1,500, not that big a deal. I'll try, try half a percent of five or 6 billion. Yeah. Now, now you got a much larger number. And, and essentially it's a tax. I mean, that's, that's basically what this boils down to is that they've decided to tax refi loans. Uh, and it's just, it's this, the hard part is, is that there was no preparation. And, and now what, you know, buyers were getting was two and a half percent. That's, it equates to about an eight to a quarter percent higher in interest rate. And coupled with the decline in the market over the last week or so, it's just, it's of instant impact to the consumer and what their interest rate's going to be. Now, now when you say tax, everybody's thinking, no, the government's taxing us, but I don't think that's the term you really mean it in. Right. It just, or. Well, I mean, essentially it's, it's, it's just going to FHA. It's not for anything other than them to have additional profit. Gotcha. So in that regard, it's, it's, you know, it's just like any other, you know, expense there that, that doesn't have necessarily a connection with it for any other purpose. Crazy. And they didn't really have to have a reasoning for doing it other than they wanted to increase their profit margins. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing is, is we're all scratching our heads trying to figure out why, why they're doing this. Um, you know, it, line items as it's called adverse market uh, adjuster, which you know, it's just, it's extremely difficult to explain to the consumer why they're paying more, why their quotes more. So you have a lot of people that were on the fence about buying, I mean, about refinancing. And now when they call me back this week, it's, it's, you know, well, here's, here's the explanation for why, and here's what's going on. And it's, uh, it's disappointing. We're, you know, we're now as a collective entity, Mortgage Bankers Association of America is trying to lobby with, you know, different, you know, entities to try to see if there's any way they can reverse this. But as of right now, it doesn't seem that promising. So, and I'm reading some statistics here online. Right now, 65% of all applications are refinance applications right now that lenders have. So that's, you know, <laughs> this is a, this is millions and millions of dollars that are going to be impacted. Now, for a company like us, we're not going to carry that over to the customer if you're already locked in. Uh, you know, some lenders may uh, go back to customers and say, hey, you know, sorry, but we have to include this. But we're not. But again, it's still going to trickle down to the consumer. And look, I, I think that's where consumers are, you know, I'm, I'm glad to hear that about Atlantic Bay. But I think that's where consumers are going to have a real issue. They're going to look at their lender and go, I, I locked that in. You can't charge me more. And, you know, they can, you know, I guess from what you're saying. So it's going to be interesting to see how people react to that. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's hard because it's high level stuff that the average consumer is not going to be involved in, you know, necessarily. But again, it's, you know, and, and maybe, you know, if you look at it from the other side, it may help slow some of these refis down because just like everything else, there's, you know, like you were saying about there's not enough inventory. Well, 
the end of the day, too, at a certain point, lenders are maxing out on capacity to even get these refis done. So, and that's going to affect the that's going to affect the purchase market. Yeah, yeah. So it's it all it all bottlenecks into the same <laughs> same, you know, into the one pile of loans that have to be reviewed and underwritten and processed. And so, you know, if if, if it lightens the load a little bit for right now, and some people decide not to refinance. That's not a terrible thing because right now we've got a you know such a massive amount of business coming in the door. But there's so many people that could still benefit from refining, and this difference is it's just it's that's the problem is it's going to be passed on to the consumer at the end of the day, and it's nothing that they did per se to have to take this. Well, I mean, look if you're looking at you know refis right now at two and a half or even two point seven five. And you're adding an eighth or a quarter to that, so now they're at either 2.75 or 3.0. That's still an incredible refi. And even if I mean, look, you take somebody that's at four and a half, 4.75, and you knock them down to three. Even if you add on the fifteen hundred dollars to get their payback, they're still going to save so much money that the payback on that's probably going to be less than three years, anyways. So yeah. I, I mean. We have, I think, lived under this false assumption. There's a lot of people that have come into the market that have never been in the real estate market before. And the only interest rates that they have ever seen, the only litmus test or the only thing that they've ever seen is in the threes and low fours. And I think a lot of people need to understand that a good interest rate, historically, 6%. And, you know, we're just historically below that, have been below that for a long time. But see, now people think, that it's the norm and it's not. And I, I've got an unpopular opinion uh, about what I think needs to happen. And, and a lot of people don't like hearing this, but I think it's would, it would be healthy. Uh, if the interest rates did go up a little bit, it would slow this buying frenzy down a little bit, make us have a little bit more of a balanced market. And I think overall, look, you can't have a buyer's market that is strictly all lopsided to the buyers and you can't have a market that's strictly all lopsided to the sellers and it still be a healthy market. And you need about six months of inventory to have a good, nice balanced market, decent interest rates. So when these loans are sold in the secondary market in, uh, um, in the stock market, they, people want to buy them, which brings more money in. I just, there's just a, a whole ecosystem here that's out of balance right now, quite frankly. Absolutely. Yeah. And you know, Again, as a lender, you don't want to say that you don't want to be able to help people out and refinance. Um, but you're right. There, it's interesting when you talk to someone and they say, "Well, that's it. I thought I could get like two <laughs> percent." Like, <laughs> you know, so it's it's a lot of uh, misconceptions on you know what what rates are right now, especially since you know they everybody heard that the Fed dropped the prime rate you know down. They think there's a direct correlation, and there isn't. It's an indirect correlation. Uh, so it's you know it's a lot of education you have to do with clients to you know explain to them what's going on and then two you know just because you can refi doesn't mean you should because if you're not going to live in your house for the next couple but just for two or three years then just hang tight like don't waste your money on these refis and and so you know yeah I mean you've got to you've got to do the numbers you got to do the math um, and what we're talking about guys is when when you do a refi you there's a cost to doing that refi and. A simple version of explaining that would be if it costs you $5,000 to do a refi, then, you know, you've had to figure out how much is that saving you a month and then divide that by how much it costs you to do. And that'll give you the number of months it takes to, to pay it back. And if it's longer 
than what you're going to be in the house, then you're just throwing money away. So um, I think that's a very good point, uh, Carrie. Um, you know, I, we're going to keep today's podcast a little short. It's just just been just a, a crazy week trying to catch up with everything. But I, I thought this was a really important topic to kind of get out there and let everybody um, kind of grab a hold of, uh, especially with this. Everybody still, like you said, 65% of the per, of the uh, new applications are for refis, which is crazy, if you ask me. Yeah, I mean, I think there's there's two types of people out there right now. There's people that are refinancing, staying in their home, staying put. So that's part of the problem with why you're not seeing a lot of inventory because people are saying, you know what, never mind, let's just hang out and let's just refinance and stay in our house. And then you've got the other portion that are too afraid to put their house in the market because they don't know where they're going to have a place to go to because with this competition, it's it's hard to get a contingent offer accepted right now. So, you know, we're kind of stuck between a rock and a hard place until, like you said, maybe if interest rates go up a little bit, that would cool things off. Um, but, you know, the good news is, is that there's more opportunity for buyers and uh, homeowners right now than there ever has been. And pretty much unless you're, you've, you know, destroyed your credit, you should have the ability to do something, whether it's a refi or a new purchase. Yeah. You, know, you want to take advantage of it while you can. Sure. One of my agents called me this morning and she said that uh, one of her clients, they went under contract a couple of days ago and the client called her this morning and says, Hey, the house that we went under contract on, I think it's $80,000 overpriced. And she asked me, she says, well, where, where did you get that $80,000 overpriced? She said, well, Zillow, right? You know, so I mean, we all know how that kind of plays out, but she had to explain to him, look, I, I here's the comps. It might be $10,000 overpriced. Uh, and if you don't want the house, no problem. The listing agent had six contracts. So, you know, but they're, they're pressuring her, wanting her to drop the price, wanting to, to renegotiate the price of the house. I'm like, why would they? They'll get, you know, five other people. And, and this is part of the problem with there being so much pressure is people are trying to move so quickly to get a house. And then two days later, they're like, oh my God, what did I do? And they're starting to have this, this buyer's remorse. And that's not anything you ever want. So there's just not enough time for some people to be able to sit back and, and, and make a decision without them feeling, you know, very much uh, pressured, if that makes sense. It's not the agents or anybody else pressuring them. It's the market. You mm-hmm. know, it's tough. Yeah. Yeah. When, when you're standing in line outside of a, a home to look at and there's four other cars parked behind you, that, that's pressure alone. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I, I've got a client right now. They just sold their house. And they're like, well, where are we going to go? And basically what they're going to do, and look, this is best case scenario in anybody's book. They have a rental home that they timed it perfectly. The person's moving out about a week before their house closes. They're going to move back into their rental house until they find exactly what they want. Maybe the market shifts. Maybe the market changes. Maybe things start to come down and cool off a little bit. Maybe buying over the winter will get a little bit of break in, in what's going on. Um, I, you know, I say that, but God, I was wrong about what COVID was going to do the market. I said, COVID-19 is going to crash our market. I said, the sky is falling. I think a lot of us thought that, and it has just gone skyrocket. It's, it's been insane. Mm-hmm. So, um, I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. So none of us have a crystal ball, right? <laughs> no, if we did, we wouldn't be doing this today, right? <laughs> I'm telling you, that's a fact. Carrie, thank you so much for being here today. Like I said, we're going to keep it short today, guys. Uh, this is just a just a real quick update. Send it out to your friends. I think everybody needs to hear about what's going on and what's happening in our market. So uh, don't forget to like us on our social media channels, uh, Facebook and uh, I don't know, some of those 
other places that I'm not completely familiar with. There's, I don't know, we might have a Twitter or, or Instagram or something, but we'll get there. So join <laughs> us, uh, join us next week. We've got some great stuff scheduled for you for next week. And uh, we'll see you next Monday. Bye.